1: Okay, here we go. Lori and Julia show. Happy Friday. Heading into the weekend. Holly is in for Lori. Lori will be back on Monday. And we do want to... Excuse me. We do want to... We do want to thank all of our incredibly generous listeners and sponsors. Because we collected over $20,000 in one day for Bahamas Strong... And uh, that's just amazing. And we do want to let all of our listeners know that we will continue to collect money for Bahamas Strong and the Miami Diaper Project, and that will be uh, through eleven tonight. Awesome. Through eleven tonight, you can still go on the website and make a donation.
2: It's so a little bit more money. easy. You get the files too. You get an email. So, you can save it in your records for tax season. It's just seeing the photos today mm-hmm. and getting more information on the devastation in the Bahamas and they're just saying they have no idea how many people are missing and dead. They have no clue.
1: Yeah, they're just getting over the immediate aftermath of Hurricane Dorian and now they're, uh, yeah, it's it's going to take a long time to really measure the true devastation. Uh, many people are still missing as a result of this hurricane and there's a lot of work to be done. And again, thank you to everyone out there who just took a little bit, a little moment out of their day no, it to go fantastic. over and, and just de- generate you guys are so generous. The my talkers it's fabulous and uh there's a lot of work to be done in the bahamas very much so
2: oh yeah that is you know when you think of disasters like water's the one that would just because everything's wet and oh Oh, for you just some kind of like hurricane tsunami kind of thing oh good lord but then you see the fires out in san diego and then i don't know it's a lot of a lot but we're gonna have some fun today the sun is shining Um, The Packers won for all of our people on the border. Horrible game it was. was. It was (laughs) horrid. Okay, so (laughs) I went out with my guy last night and my brother, yeah, and we are watching at a sports bar. And there's the first TV is the NFL football game, which nothing happened. It was negative 12 yards for the Green Bay Packers the first quarter, I think. Then the second one is Serena Williams just kicking bot, and it's the most boring match of that. But then the Twins. The Twins. Okay, so then I leave. I'm leaving and I drive home and I have on the Twins. Yeah. Because it's the bottom of the ninth and they're playing at Fenway and I hear the big... Yay! We caught the ball. We win two to nothing, two to one. Two to one. Yeah, it was great. So the twins did it. The twins won. Mm-hmm. Fantastic! Yes. Way to go. Are we doing well? We are doing. well. Oh yes, we're so doing I, well. This weekend's yeah. a huge weekend for us, Holly. Julie, I, ju- I look
1: to you for my sporting Sports. news. Sports. So what's happening this weekend? Do you know? Well,
2: we have the finals for Wimbledon, um, for U.S. Open. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, we don't know who's going to be in the men's final yet, but the women's final is set, and it's going to be Serena. And Bianca Andreko and um, she's from Canada. And when they talk about Meghan Markle being in the crowd and that she is going to upset Serena,
1: yep. please. Nice job, Meghan.
2: Mm-hmm. She's already on her <laughs> way here. I'm sure she's flying commercial. She flying oh, the commercial. Daily Mail is saying that. Yeah, yeah I mean, girl. people are so mean to her. I've just had it. Oh, to Meghan Markle? Yes.
1: Well, I, it, it's there's a bit of deflection of other dramas that are happening in
2: the royal yeah. family.
1: Meghan Markle flying commercial over to New York City is the least of the royal family's concerns right now. I'm just saying.
2: Yeah, and then we're going to with the Twins, the Cleveland Indians are coming to town, and that's who... Are, are they five and a half back? Six and a half. Six and a half games back, but if they won, yeah. you know, and swept us... Yeah,
1: it's going to go down to the wire.
2: It's going to go down to the I, wire I really between there and our is. division, but this is exciting because... I feel like there are hope. United, um, Federators playing a game this weekend, yeah. the loons, yep. and they're doing really well. Yep. And then oh. the Vikings kick off
1: their um, first
2: yep. game this Sunday at noon, and they are playing against the Atlanta Falcons here. Right. We have so many shutdowns on freeways people. Oh, oh. I was looking at that today. I can't like- get That's what I was thinking. How are you supposed to go anywhere? I know, and I'm so (laughs) trapped. So please look at those because they're major. So that's going to be interesting for people. And then um, you're going to have the U.S. Open um, Women's Final tomorrow, I think. I don't know what time. But I hope it's close. It's kind of, it's boring. It's just been boring. You want want good competition in this game. And so the game last night, or the match, or whatever you want to call it, with Serena Williams, she was just crushing the competition. So it was just... And I'm excited uh, for her to win it all. Two o'clock. Oh, it's at 2, and then the men's will be on Sunday afternoon, I think at like 3 or something. Oh,
1: look at all this sports ball that's happening this weekend. How exciting. And
2: then, don't you know, there's things to schedule for Monday, because the big reveal of Sharon Osbourne's new face will be on the talk. And then...
1: This is so pitiful.
2: um, I know but I like it that she owns it and that they own it like tune in for the big reveal oh, of Sharon Osbourne's yay. new face but
1: what else could she do to her face that I, would make it nice and brand new I mean the woman like she would have she to come out
2: every week it well, feels yeah, like yes. yeah and it's like
1: yeah good on you and I like Sharon Osbourne for the fact that she's very refreshing and open and honest about being like yeah I want to like it. do things to my face and I'm glad that I can do it but I mean besides like completely ripping off some somebody's face and implanting it on her own like what is the big reveal well she could have a new hairstyle chloe kardashian
2: lips she, oh i don't know she has chloe kardashian's nose but but i was stunned and i showed donnie and i don't know if you've seen it yet and i know you know i've owned i put in botox i don't put in fillers um yet <laughs> Well, the, I'm yeah. sure it's around the corner, but then we, Cheryl um, Crow was on the Today Show this morning oh we haven't boy. seen for her, her in a while. And Is she refreshed? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. I have not seen the photographs yet. Look, you you got to go check look. Check the eyes. Uh-huh. No, I think it's the cheeks. The oh, cheekbones really? are so high. Oh, the, people are putting stuff into their cheekbones that make them literally, it's a shelf for your bottom lash. <laughs> Now, instead of, you know, giving it a little space under your eyes, it's now, look at me, Holly, as I move up my cheeks. I mean, people are moving them up so high. Yeah. Madonna, Madonna. It's the so, Madonna thing. Doesn't She doesn't look like herself, does she? It's a little bit. Once you start really futzing
1: with the eyes, you know who else I think of who's done this with their eyes? and it's I've Kenny, done my eyes. Well, no, like Kenny I Ro- had I'm, eyelid surgery. Kenny Rogers. Remember? Well, she did brow. Yeah. And Renee Zellweger. When you start to really move around the eyes is when it starts, starts, Starts to look a little unfamiliar. Like who? Who is this person? You just you look like you know maybe Karen Crow, Cheryl's cousin who lives in
2: Missouri. And it's just (laughs) be careful, people. You have to go to a professional. That's all we're going to say. Now, when we come up, we've got a book coming out, people, at the end of October. It's our story. We can't get enough of, and it's pretty. It's pretty cool. We'll be right back. This is.
0: too close for comfort i had to cut my cut my off. she being All right, gang,
2: thanks for hanging out with us on this friday and if you picked up your star tribune today you heard that prince the beautiful ones his memoir is going to be coming out in october it'll come out uh the, it's called the beautiful ones and it's going to come out um the end of october october October. That's, that's September and October combined. <laughs> October. Yeah. And it's available for pre order. I'm looking at it right now. It's $30. It's a hardcover, kind of like a coffee table book. Yeah. And it's going to be a collection of, uh, here's how they're describing it: uh, it's a coming-of-age intro super stardom story of the greatest artist of all time, featuring never-before-seen photos. Uh, original scrapbook and lyric sheets, and the exquisite memoir he began writing before his tragic passing. Yeah. So the guy who um they uh he Prince's agency, you know, could put, put out kind of an RFP on who's going to write, help co-write Prince's book. Yeah. And he ended up working with uh, Spiegel and Gao, who's a Random House imprint, and he um wanted Prince wanted he had a selective list of writers they sent him a list of writers and two of the writers they sent him were writers that had never written a book before mm-hmm. and um, prince requested that the people you know send in something about what his music means to him yes to them so yes. this guy dan Piperbring, he um writes the foreword and talks about his experience with prince being the unlikely um co- author of Prince's Memoir, and um, he said that what he wrote when he was asked to um, write in what his music meant to him, he said that he felt like listening to his music was against the law, like he was breaking the law. And I thought that was kind of, you know, I think that's kind of a great thing because I think a lot of people felt that way about Prince's music. It was so different. It was so dirty it was so expressive it was such a different unique to everybody and so i think that yeah and i think that he he just loved it and so here's a little bit about um dan's experience he said that um he was when he was chosen he was um flown to paisley park and they put him up at this under you know whelming country and in suites by Carlson Companies.
1: I know where that is. I know. Super fancy. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Change in, in Chanhassen.
1: Yeah.
2: And um, he said that Prince had paid for a member of Prince's team later told him that over the years Prince had paid enough for enough rooms there to have bought the place four times over. Oh gosh. And he said that he was 29 years old. He was extremely unlikely to get this job. And um, He just said that Prince sat down and started talking to him. He got called and he went over to Paisley Park. And some of the different things that um, Prince talked to him about is that he wanted this book, it had to be the biggest music book of all time. Of all time. No no pressure. No pressure ever there. Not at all. (laughs) And because he's Prince, he wanted the book to surprise people, provoke them, motivate them. Um, he wanted it to be kind of a cultural currency, like the Miles Davis autobiography, um, like Howard Griffiths' Black Like Me. It would, he wanted the book to seize the narrative of his own life. Um, he really wanted to talk a lot about racism and black music.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, also wanted to make sure that he owned the book. All of the book proceeds. Uh, well, yeah. Because oh, so, well, he's that, Prince. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he's Prince. Yes, yeah. and he said um, that could we? he wanted to write a book about racism, like I just said, and and how do I um, write a book that is my truth without telling BS, and just really sitting down with this guy, Dan Piperbring. And so Dan was with him, and Prince ended up driving him home that night. And he just said that was just such a surreal experience. Well, yeah, of course. Experience it's like, okay,
1: well, and he said he was hanging out with Prince a lot in Chanhassen down by Paisley Park. Like They would go to Kung Fu Panda 3 at the Chanhassen Movie Theater. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, on the next time you hang out, we're hanging out in Australia when Prince is doing his piano and a microphone tour. So having all of those kind of experiences with Prince from the mundane to the extraordinary, I'm sure, was just like, where in the universe am I right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. working on this project.
2: It it just the, the the long the shorter article is in the Star Tribune today. Mm-hmm. The longer article is in the New Yorker, which is an right. excerpt from the beginning of it. Yeah. And he said that some words that really that Prince really wanted to make sure that um didn't describe him. He just hated the word magical. He said magicals Michael Jackson and he is. Ooh. That was his word. Ooh. Um And he said he had a version and he said funk is the opposite of magic and he owns funk. Funk is about rules. And then he just kind of goes on to talk about different things and that um, he wanted, they talk about his 1993 um, contract that he broke with Warner Brothers and at the time, and we've been talking a lot about this because we've been talking about Taylor Swift wanting her masters back. Yeah. So I thought this was kind of relevant. They, He said in his contract, he had promised the label six more albums in 1993 for $100 million dollars but it limited his prolific output to only putting out one album a year. Remember when he was free from them, he put out like three or four. I mean, he had so
1: much in his mind, he just didn't
2: want to do one a year. Mm -hmm. And it gave the label ownership. We're talking about Prince of his master recordings, hoping to break the contract. We know this now Prince changed his name to an unpronounceable symbol. And appeared in public with the word "slave" painted on his face. Yeah, um, with the help of his manager Phaedra Ellis Lamkins, he gained control of his master recordings just in, ni- in excuse me in two thousand and fourteen.
0: 2014,
2: huh. 2014. Yeah, 2014, that's uh-huh. what 2014 yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Every artist should own his masters, he told um, Dan, especially black artists. He saw this as a way to fight racism. He said um, the music industry has um, soiled black music from the start. He um, didn't, Warner Brothers would tell him that he couldn't be president of the labor and he wasn't a great representative of, Of the label and he says okay you're racist on that one he'd call these guys racist Mm -hmm. in meetings Um, and then other things that came out of it is he he said that um, hip hop this was something that Miles Davis told him is that um, a little later Prince said I'll be honest I don't think you could write the book telling Dan this he thought he needed to be know more about racism so he kept sending Dan these videos and different things about racism And he thought he needed to know. Um, He talked about hip-hop, the way it transformed words, taking white language, your language, and turning it into something that white people couldn't understand. Miles Davis told me once he believed in only two categories of thinking, the truth and white BS. So really wanting Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. explore that in his book Mm -hmm. and um, talking about when I said that he wanted to own, you know, the intellectual property on the book, Tell Esther Newberg, his agent at um, Random House, that I want to own my book. That you and I, Dan, could co-own it. Take it all the way to all the distribution channels. I like your style. Just look at a word and see if it's one that we could use. Um, he said, "You know, let's just figure this out together." And then he dropped him off. And then they he did go on the piano. And, um what was that called? piano on a microphone a yeah, tour. tour with him in Australia and then he said when we were getting ready to meet shortly thereafter after again um February 16th the day of his first show at the State theater his bodyguard arrived Kurt Johnson um and he got a room and they were going to um Princess suited him for traveling was Peter's Peter Bravestrong.
1: Peter Bravestrong. Hmm.
2: so that's okay. what they would check him in at And he just said that, you know, here we all are together. We were so excited. The concert started. It was so great. But then, you know, shortly thereafter, Prince ends up having the, you know, emergency landing in Illinois. And shortly thereafter passes. It's very, very interesting. And he, he talks about bonding with his dad. I want people to know my family. My dad was a jazz musician, a pianist. My mom was a singer. Mm-hmm. Very good. My dad Very and I had a great people. relationship. My dad took me to the Woodstock movie in the early 70s. It's it's going to be good. Well, yeah. if
1: you're a Prince fan, then The Beautiful One sounds like it's going to be essential book reading. Experiencing, even if reading is the right term for you.
0: Really cool cover, In October, too. yeah. I know Very it. cool cover.
1: All right, cool. Yeah. Comes
2: out late October. I know it. All right, when we come back... Okay, are we ready for a different way to online date? Or are we ready for some new shows? We'll be chatting. Thanks for hanging out. Lorraine and Julia, My Tech, 1071.
0: Psst, don't tell the hosts. But some of us at My Talk know what project down and dirty for 2019 will be. You'll get to find out when they do. Thursday morning at 7 on My Talk
2: 1071. I want you Post Malone, you're coming <laughs> to the Twin Cities. Oh, yep. Julia is a fangirl. I am. Of Post Malone. Got, I mean, the Who tonight. Oh, they're here? Who? Tonight, the Who. Who, who are you? Yeah. Who, who? They're here tonight. Um, then we have tomorrow night, Thomas Rhett. At, both of those I don't think are sold out at Excel. And then we have um, the Jonas Brothers. 16th. Uh-huh. And yep. then we have Post Malone. Which how? I think is next week. How Should the heck
1: are we supposed to get
2: around the, the Twin th- Cities with all this sporting and music going how on? How are we supposed closed? to not want to ah. go to everything? Okay, Ugh. All right, so um, Tamarin Hall, who we haven't seen for a little while, she of NBC, um, the Today Show, has just come back and she was interviewed on Good Morning America by Michael Strahan. Ooh. And, um... She's someone I really miss, and I gotta be honest. Since Hoda's been back, all like one week or yeah, three days, Joy is back at that table
1: oh, at the Today Show. Oh, oh, oh like okay. not literal Joy, the nutritionist. No. Like yeah. the no. show <laughs> I there is a Joy. <laughs> joy <know>. is returned.
2: <laughs> There's something about that woman that just makes. Everything more palatable. I love joy. Hoda. and so in tamarin and then so she was talking about so her show's gonna be starting. We I, I guess we're not getting it in this market. I think not. we looked this up before. No, not, that is so moment, stupid. No. I know it's so Nobody stupid. It up. But she was a remember her relationship with Prince. Yes, and how she yes. stayed home from work after Prince passed, and she didn't know how to talk about it. There was something between her and Prince. Well. Since we've last seen her, it's been two years now since she left the Today Show. She's been she got married, she had a baby. Her baby's four months old. Mm. She had her baby at forty eight years old. Yeah. I absolutely mm. love these stories of because, like I said a while back, I would love to have a baby. I mean, it would be so different as you're in your 40s oh, than it yeah. is in your 30s oh, you, than it yeah. is in your 20s. I just think, and these women are experiencing like, she's just like, oh, gaga, goo goo. <laughs> well, the baby is real
1: adorable. She shared oh. a picture of him on Instagram and he has the littlest, chunkiest thighs. She does. Oh, I love Very, thighs.
2: She does. Now, here's what her show is going to be about, but I feel like she's kind of saying the same thing that Bethany was saying, Bethany Frankel, when she started her show, it's going to be about us. It's going to be about a conversation. We're going to come together, but Bethany doesn't, isn't real relatable. I right. think yeah. in many ways, she isn't
1: the difference is the talent.
2: Well, yeah. and yes. Tamron yeah. Hall is extremely relatable. Yes. She's talking about, um, just wanting to talk about people seeing themselves as any role in life, you know, being a mother later, making different choices for careers, relationship conversations. I don't know if they're, how it will work. We aren't going to see it. Maybe it's so successful. We see it here, but she was so happy. It was so great. So that was fun. And then Kelly Clarkson is just pulling out all the stops on her, her talk show that will be on ABC at two o'clock starting next week. And here she is. She redid nine to five and she changed her outfits five different times and here's a clip of her singing. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen. Pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to
1: come to Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping. Out on the streets, traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the job from 9 to 5. Working 9 to 5. What a way to make a living fairly. How good is that girl's
2: bad. voice? That woman's well, voice. Stunning she is she's gonna be successful. Yeah, yes. and you
1: can uh, see the uh, video of this promo on the uh, my talk website, Lauren, that's on the Laurie and Julian show. Thanks,
2: Sunny, for posting. It's and very, she very just cute. She is... We. I always talk about her every day. I think she's just amazing. amazing. Fangirling
1: over Kelly Clarkson. She's going to be successful, too. It, she has that ease of conversation, I think, with people that Tamron Hall also shares. And I think that they're interested in having those conversations, whereas somebody like Bethany, maybe it was... Maybe she wasn't so interested in the conversations in and of themselves. It was just being the leader of the
2: show kind of thing. She doesn't ooze... Warmth. Friendship. Or <laughs> okay. But yet we've seen her be extremely vulnerable yeah. and do great things for the Bahamas. Um she did great things for um Puerto Rico. Um she did she's great. The daytime talk show circuit is tough. Okay. Like, that You're is a tough, tough gig. Okay, yeah. so let me tell you. Yeah. Here is here were the moments this morning on the view. Please. Um yelling. Well, <laughs> well, there's well, again. We've got Abby is back, Abby Huntsman, who I really like. I really like. So there's five of them back. Yeah. There's five of them. And at one point, um, Joy just said, um, Hey, can I finish a sentence here? And Meghan Markle out of the back, not Meghan Markle, Meghan McCain out of the back of her mouth. As long as it's factual. I know, so that started, and then we had another one. I mean, those two... Megan McCain likes to do the side comments and get real aggressive with them.
1: Like the kind of the little snaps on the side kind of thing.
2: And Mm. so then at one point, they had on Pamela Anderson... So she was the guest today, and they're talking about um, Pamela Anderson. They're very curious about her relationship with Julian Assange, which I totally get. Well, naturally. Hello, Pamela Anderson.
1: You just weren't bringing vegan meals to Julian Assange at the embassy. According
2: to her, they were just friends. Mm -hmm. He taught her a lot. Mm -hmm. I think what he gave her is he listened to her brain. I mean, in listening what? to, you know, she's always been a beauty and a sex symbol, and you know, odd and, like when Lori and I saw at Mr. Charles, I thought I was going to fall over. She's so gorgeous. Oh yeah, she's beautiful. She's so gorgeous, and she said that um, she, he would listen to her. He would ask her questions. They'd be around some other like really important people, and he would respect her answers. So I think it for me it feels like it was the first time she was treated not sexually but for her brains yeah. and she talks I mean it was a cuckoo for Coco Pops interview don't get me wrong I saw a little brief clip of this
1: actually about and and the interaction specifically between Meghan McCain oh, and yeah. Pamela Anderson when they were going back and forth asking about her relationship with Julian Assange the thing that struck me that was strange and that maybe Julia you could fill me in on why Pamela Anderson was on in the first place is she plugging a project is she doing anything they just brought her yeah, on question
2: they brought her on for the intrigue value because yeah. she has this relationship with Julian Assange, right?
1: Well, she wouldn't look anybody in the eye, and mm-hmm. her eye line was downcast whenever she was being asked a question. And Megan McCain was looking right at oh, her.
2: Megan McCain
1: just doing her Megan McCain thing, but Pamela Anderson. She looked like she was so uncomfortable taking those questions from the view panel. So well, that's why I was wondering why she even went on the first place. And I totally if it's just curiosity factor alone, I mean, you know, tell us she something. she
2: is an activist and she wants us all to know that she's an activist for the climate. She's an activist for PETA. Yes, um, much she much. is. Uh, if it's Playboy's 30th anniversary or something's coming up. We've already had the 50th and the 75th, so I don't know how we're having the 30th, but it might be the 30th of her time being on the cover. I think that's I right. I think that's why. Yeah. Mm. And then she said, I'm sick of third-rate feminism. Um, I, I third-rate
1: wanted, feminism? No, third-wave. Third wave. Oh, third-wave. It probably was oh, wave. I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: Feminism, and I'm sick of the feminists taking away feminism. And some other, she had a bunch of blah-blahs. But then the king, <laughs> wow, really, McCain, yeah. just kept asking her and going at her and going yeah. at her. And then she, there's this guy in the crowd, and, and she goes, Looks at the guy. I, I kind of love her because she just is so raw. She goes to this guy in the crowd, I'll calm down. Leave that, me alone. That was Megan. And she goes, yeah, and, yeah. yeah, Megan said that to a guy in the audience. And then um, Megan, you know, Julian, they're back to Julian and him releasing all these detrimental emails, and he's just a publisher. He's just fighting for people's rights.
1: Well, she called him a terrorist. Of no, some,
2: yes, some Meghan McCain called yeah, him a terrorist. Yeah, some kind of
1: a terrorist. And
2: then, and then, Pamela Anderson goes, "No, he's just a publisher." And then Meghan McCain says, "Putin thinks is he's a, he's a publisher too. You know, <laughs> he's on Putin's side." And it was just like I just sit there okay. like i are just I'm, having your breakfast, no, watching yeah, this and happening. Then, and then, they, yeah. and then I, I flipped between Jason and The View, because I watched Jason, too. So Jason's all bubbly that's and happy. very different. And then yeah. I came to the, yeah. the View, and Megan's going... Rawr, rawr.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, fascinating, yeah, that they would bring Pamela Anderson on as a guest on The View. Yeah.
2: It was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> it really was. All right. so <laughs> Makes for good TV. Yeah. It did. Yeah. It was kind of a crazy (laughs) morning this morning on TV. Okay, so we are really excited. Um, We are um, going to be talking with Joshua um, Bergasi. Bergasi? Bergasi. Maybe. We'll ask him. He's an Emmy Award winning choreographer for, if you guys ever watched Embassy's Musical Smash, which we love, Lori and I just loved. He's on because he's in town working on a music review, Smokey Joe's Cafe at the Ordway. And um, we're going to be chatting with him, so stay with us. We will be right back. This is My Talk 1071. (laughs) star with us today joshua Ber- bergas bergas yes is that french yes all right no we handsome joshua's with us and he's an emmy award-winning choreographer who worked on smash which i loved 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 and couldn't believe it went off the air that was so that was a great show
0: thanks yeah we we loved it too we had a great time
2: that's yeah. that's a great show and you've worked on and choreographed so many other things uh sweet charity um you worked with Foxes, so you think you can dance. Yes. You've done a lot of things, but you are in town in Minnesota for the new show that's going to be starting at the Ordway, Smoky Joe's Cafe. Yes. What is show uh, the show about?
0: The show Smoky Joe's Cafe is a musical review of, of the songs written by Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller. There's this uh, very prolific writing team that started out in the fifties. They wrote for Elvis. They wrote, um, you know, are basically it's just hit after hit after hit. There are forty songs in the show, um, and and there's songs that everybody, you know, everybody knows the words to. It's Jailhouse Rock, it's On Broadway, it's Kansas City. Um, it just goes on and on and on. There's so many hits,
2: mm-hmm. unbelievable. And so there's forty different songs in the show. Yes. Do you have to choreograph forty different? dances is that how this works
0: yeah well they're not all dance numbers you know there's some really sweet songs you know things like uh spanish harlem which we did turn into a a dance number was really really sexy dance number Mm -hmm. and um and then stand by me is in the show um so there's there's some really sweet ballads
1: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this
0: is Chris Jenner,
1: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
0: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You just love, they love and they sing along too and you see people start holding hands with each other yeah. and it's really great. So
2: you welcome singing.
0: Yes. Because okay, <laughs> yeah. sometimes when
2: we break out to song in the Broadway oh, shows, it's not one. Long... yeah. No, I mean, we have day... audience
0: participation. Oh, you oh, that's oh, yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. So it's, a, this... it's a party.
2: I have never, I've never been to this. I mean, the show's been around for a while, hasn't yep. it? The,
0: the tra- first time they did it on Broadway was in the 90s. Okay. And then we, uh, we redid it last year in New York. And that's the version that we've brought here, except we have an all local cast here. So we came, I came to the Twin Cities last year and looked and we, we, we did an extensive audition process and we found this unbelievable talent pool here. Yeah. So then, so then I found these like just ridiculously talented people, hired them, and then we kind of like reshaped the show with their talent so it's really specific to what they do
2: that is i i think that's so cool because that happened with 42nd street so many of the dancers from 42nd street were local people as well we do have yes. an amazing talent pool here
0: amazing i couldn't believe it that's and, awesome. and i think like when you know if you come and see the show you're i think the people here are going to be blown away by the the talent and um you know what these people are 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 able to do. They're superstars. They're totally superstars. And I think that you should come see it here because pretty soon they're going to get discovered and they're going to be in Hollywood. Right. That's right. true. <laughs> All
2: right, so the show Smoky Joe's Cafe is running from September 10th, which is next Tuesday, through the 12th the 22nd 22nd. so a couple of weeks so with josh when you're choreographing
1: uh, a play like smoky joe's cafe you've got the songs people are singing along to it they know it word for word how is it challenging for you as a choreographer to bring fresh life
0: to these standards um you know you know what we did was uh we really i rely on the cast and and you know i i've You know, what are their strengths? What do they like to do? What do they look good doing? What feels right for them? And then we kind of like piece it together with that. So the, my inspiration is really is the cast, you know, and of course the music. Um, And I think about, I go back and I think about, you know, the original groups that performed these songs, like Mm -hmm. the Coasters and Benny King. And, um, and I think, okay, what, what were the original inspirations of those songs? And we went back and watched videos of these groups performing on TV shows Mm and, and uh, kind of said, and and so, so we were re-inspired by the, 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 the oldies, but like how they are originally produced and, and performed.
2: Oh my gosh, Josh, that just, it sounds like a choreographer's dream, having so many different songs that you get to do so many different things with.
0: Totally. It's been, it's so great. It's such a fun show. And because the songs are so good, uh, you know, it makes it easy for me. Because People are going to want to go. Oh, it's so, it's so much fun. We
2: even have a special deal right now. If you go to theordway.org and you um, go to buy tickets, you can get a $45 ticket with this code, SJC45. So SJC forty five. Donnie, can we post that or uh, I'll
0: have I don't to figure know. Out how I, to do I, we'll that. try to figure it out, but yeah. we'll
2: we'll give it a shout out again. It's SJC forty five. The four tickets are forty five dollars. I have dance questions for you. Uh-huh. Oh, dancing! No, I have <laughs> dance questions. Okay, so you you know worked a couple times on Foxes, so you think you can dance? Uh-huh. We have the NBC one with Jennifer Lopez. I don't know the name of it.
0: Right, right. Yes, and World, then we, of dance. And World of Dance. And World of dance. of
2: dance, and then we have Dancing with the Stars. Uh huh. Um. And I, you probably don't know this, won the very first Twin Cities Dancing with the local celebrities. Oh, wow! You probably don't know that. So just by looking at me, what, what, what? How would you cast me? How would I cast Uh you? Like, what song would you think would be appropriate? Oh, I would. I'm putting you on the spot here. It's probably teach
0: me how to shimmy. Oh.
2: Yes, oh, okay. as like the
0: shimmy master. I, I can. Yes, you'd yes. be the shimmy queen.
2: Okay, teach me how to <laughs> shimmy. I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna show someone that tonight.
0: <laughs> That's a big dance number in our show. It's like the biggest dance number.
2: Oh, thank you for casting me in the lead. And then Holly over there is a tall gazelle. Oh, who's thin. yes. How would you ta- How would you cast her?
0: Oh, you would be in Spanish Harlem. All right, yeah, for sure beautiful long lines. It's a mix of flamenco and salsa.
1: No pressure Mm -hmm. whatsoever. There you go. (laughs) Performing on that song.
2: So if people are going out, you know, and just dancing, because I remember one of the key things that they taught me was like, when your arms are going out, you pretend like you have a credit card between your thumb and and your fingers. So you you get that spread, you know, and what's something easy, like for people who feel uncomfortable dancing, if they just want to go out and sway a little,
0: you know, it's, You know, I I grew up dancing my whole life and, and, you know, trained in all these different styles. My favorite thing to do is to be at a wedding and have a glass of wine and then forget all my training and just go make a fool of myself on the Mm -hmm. dance floor. I think I think what's what the best thing about dancing is that you don't have to you shouldn't worry about what you look like. You should you should just, you know, really just connect with the music, connect with who you're dancing with and just just let go. And that's the most rewarding dancing you can have, is when you're not thinking about it. Um, and and that's what this music was meant to do. It was meant to bring people together on the dance floor. And it didn't matter what they looked like, what they, how they dance, how it's, it was just about how they felt.
2: And isn't that just the truth? When you just let go, there's nothing more fun. It's true. There is nothing more fun. Okay, so we're and talking. It's the be-
0: you know, it's the best thing for you, you, for your mind and for your body and your spirit.
2: How do, how, do you dance every day? Do you do something? Um, dance wise,
0: you know I do, but lots of times it's for work, so it yeah. doesn't feel. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's it's creating dance, or you know, which is wonderful, but it, sometimes it's not as it's not like going onto the dance floor and sure. just letting it all <laughs> letting out, it go. You know, there's was, pressure. Okay,
2: so we're talking with Josh about Smoky Joe's Cafe, which is starting next Tuesday at the Ordway. Tickets are great values, forty five dollars, and you can use the code SJC forty um, five through September twenty second. If you were um going to be you know casting yourself where what song would you cast yourself in or a particular role mm-hmm.
0: oh in 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 like smoky joe's cafe did, or did anything, Bo- in, in, joe's in anything. For- i want you to uh, cast yourself in probably,
2: anything i'd, oh, I'd love to be now
0: okay it uh i'd love to be in um uh little shop of horrors seymour i want to be the nerdy guy <laughs> <laughs> who wins at the end?
2: Yes. That is such a great, <laughs> yeah. great show. Do you, Um, did you have a question, Holly? Oh, well, oh. I was going to say, you know, you, what
1: inspired you, Josh, to get into choreography? Were there certain dancers uh, that really inspired you? Because you, you have such a resume and so many different kinds of uh, productions that you've choreographed for. Where do you get that well, inspiration you know, you know what? from? I
0: grew up, I grew up at my mom's dance school in the Midwest, oh, in Michigan. Oh, your mom had a dance yeah. school. Okay. I had, had my first pair of tap shoes when I was three. And, um, you know, we and then on Sundays we would watch all the movie musicals. We would watch West Side Story and Fiddler on the Roof and every Fred Astaire movie, every Gene Kelly movie. Um, you know, Sid Sharice, Leslie Caron. We, I just that's that's all that's all I knew. And so. Uh, there was never an option of sure. like, oh, what am I going to do? Well, I'm just going to keep dancing until I can't. Is your mom
2: so proud of you? She
0: is. Aww. That's yeah. like
2: really cool. Yeah. And, and the tap is something. I mean, when we saw 42nd Street, we thought we were going to die. It was so amazing. Oh, I, that production.
0: I heard it was great. I, I didn't get here until yeah. after it had closed. But um, yeah, and, and the choreographer, Jared Grimes, is a friend of mine, and he's brilliant. And I'm sorry so I didn't good. see it.
2: It was so good. Well, we are so lucky to have you in town.
0: Yes, I'm happy to be here. And, and you know, this, like I said, this cast, the theater is beautiful. Do they it's sing, suns- too, or is it... Oh God! Yeah. So there's oh, we have
2: local sing every these are song singers, singing and dancing. They are
0: singing their faces off. They're oh, unbelievable.
2: I'm excited about dancing this. Dancing their feet and off and
0: dancing their feet off. Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. Uh, you know, we had a big meeting last night that the um, the the men keep sweating out their microphones because they're dancing too much, <laughs> right? and they had to like come up with these new high tech ways of keeping the sweat off their microphones so that the mics don't go out because they're they're working so hard and they're just. Are killing they gonna
2: it. wear shower caps or right, are they, so they Yeah,
0: have... so we're gonna wear shower uh-huh. caps. <laughs> All, all shower, cap. <laughs> shower so caps. So it's going to look great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Under the top hat or something. Yes. yes. What a treat. You have such good energy. Thanks. Do you think all these dancing shows have helped make people be really excited about dance and all the shows, the Broadway shows? But the, but and, you know, the TV shows? Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I think it's like really brought it back to the mainstream. And, you know, you know, having, having it in, in people's living rooms is really important.
2: That's awesome. Thank you so much. Again, Smoky Joe's Cafe at the Ordway, September 10th through the 22nd. tickets people